The Rams may have found themselves a star in Trey Tomlinson. How big of a concern is the edge rusher position? Should they go out there and sign a veteran? Is Logan Bruss going to turn it around? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your two-time Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Do us a favor, join the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know. Do you think Trey Tomlinson should be starting? My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. The Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's entering his eighth season covering the team. He's known in the streets as the people's champ, Mr. <laughs> Travis Rogers. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Travis Rogers. Trav, we got... Some cornerback to talk about. We've got the edge rusher concerns, a stock down a little later. You ready to get into it, man? Let's go. We're in the middle of the season. I can't wait. Cannot wait. And we want to start with a big positive. And to me, Trey yeah. Tomlinson, he popped. Okay. He jumped sure. off the screen. He was the guy that was as advertised. He's aggressive. He was fiery. He was competitive. I think the matchup with his old teammate, Quinn Johnson, that was exciting. It's like, hey, we were friends. Now we're enemies, right? We are not wearing the same helmet. He went after him, played tight coverage, that deep shot down the right side, forcing an incompletion. I think that moving forward, he's going to have to get away with some penalties. Like what Deion Sanders always says, the great ones know how to get away with penalties. So I think right. you got to clean that up a little bit. But I was very impressed with Trey Tomlinson. I, I think you said it really well. I think what I liked the most about him was his activity, his aggressiveness, his his willingness to be physical. For somebody that's not the biggest guy in the room, you know, these are these are really good traits to be a willing tackler, to be a willing guy to come up and not just try to defend passes, to not just try to, you know, run with the wide receivers in the NFL, but to be willing to do everything else that's required of that position. I thought really kind of jumped out at me. This this was somebody through the first, you know, series, defensive series for the Rams uh, on Saturday night. The guy that jumped out more than anyone was Trey Tomlinson. He clearly was involved in some plays. They were going at him, which I think is, which is interesting, which is fun, which gives you a really good read right there. And I, I was incredibly impressed. I thought that this went from somebody that, you know, okay, let's see. Maybe this is a week, uh, a work in progress. Maybe this is something that eventually will turn into something that you can use on a regular basis. And I think he's way ahead of the curve. There, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still real football, you know, as far as schemes and routes and and, and trying to exploit weaknesses and, and, and whatnot. But it was a great start for Trey Tomlinson. I really liked what I saw. Yeah, and I think he's out to prove that he can play on the outside. He had success yeah. there at the college level. He won the Jim Thorpe Award as the nation's number one cornerback. We know that the reason why he was a six-round pick is because he's undersized. But I'm telling you, big things come in small packages with Trey Tomlinson. He's got that dog for days. To me, he's like Nicky in Casino. He's like a Joe... <laughs> 
Pesci character, right? He's someone that you see in that role, right? I mean, you you beat Nikki with fish. He comes back with a bat, right? He's going to find a way to win that job. I love how Fiasi is. I love what Sean McVay said. He said he's a tough competitor that doesn't have any fear, and he's not afraid to get up and challenge guys. thought he did a good job in a couple of those situations, too, of being able to get his eyes back, play the ball true, had a nice pass breakup against his former teammate down that sideline on the Chargers side. He just got a nice swagger about himself. I was happy for Trey making a couple of those plays tonight. Yeah, I, I like what McVeigh said there when he talked about that he he didn't show any fear. I think that, you know, the, the more I watch this stuff, the more that I watch NFL football, the more that I watch Major League Baseball, really anything. I, I don't even know if it matters which sport it is or which occupation it is. Guys that are not afraid of failing, guys that are not afraid of making a mistake, guys that are not afraid that you're not out there to try to just not have anybody notice you, right? Just get in and out of there and be clean and make sure that no one calls your name or number. That doesn't work very well, right? You need a guy that's willing to go out there and let it rip. You need a guy that's willing to go in there and maybe make a big mistake, maybe give up a big play, maybe pick up a penalty, maybe do something that makes you go, what is that guy doing? Because that same guy is the guy that says, oh, my gosh, what a great play that was. Did you see that? I can't believe he got there. I can't believe the hit that he delivered. I can't believe that he was able to make up that amount of ground. When you're willing to be the guy that could potentially make a mistake, what you typically do is make a whole bunch of good plays on top of that as well. And I think he's one of those guys. This was not somebody who was kind of tiptoeing his way through his opening action of the NFL. This was a guy who went out there and let it go. I, I, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about that type of player, that guy that isn't just trying to avoid mistakes, but rather make big plays. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect when you talk about Trey Thompson. He's someone who plays that chip on his shoulder. He's not afraid to be aggressive and make plays. And I think what I look at is when these first couple of preseason games, it's tough to glean too much, right? You can't draw too many conclusions. But when I see individuals pop that I think could be impact starters, especially rookies, that's what stands out because rookies are only going to get better. We know that progress isn't linear for rookies, but this is a guy that I think is mindset. And I think it's just overall talent. I mean, this is someone who's undersized. We understand that, but I think it's also a part of his identity and that he plays that chip on his shoulder. He's got that dog. I want to see them, Use him almost in that Troy Hill role underneath their match zone, jumping those short routes. But I do also think that he could start. I really think that when you look at Darion Kendrick, he's missed time with that soft tissue injury. And Tomlinson, Rochelle, they've got more opportunities. And I think they're taking advantage of him. I, I think that he's got nothing but opportunities in front of him. This is, you know, this we've, we've talked about this. The offensive line. And the secondary. These are the two places where there are going to be ample opportunities for players to make a name for themselves. Ample opportunity for guys to kind of pop and guys for to, to, to solidify themselves as everyday NFL players. This is the plan in 2023. I think you know Trey Tomlinson is near the top of that plan. The Rams didn't have a bunch of high draft picks. You know, you have one in the second, you got a couple in the third. And then after that, you got a bunch of guys that may or may not play, may or may not be starters, may or may not even make the team. It's a it's hard to tell. But if with those 14 draft picks, you take maybe the second rounder in Avala, you take the two third rounders you know, the, the defensive linemen that you have in Turner and in Young. But you look at the rest of those guys. If you can find 
two, maybe three guys that can play regularly, if you can find a starter in that group, then you've killed your draft. And I think that's what the Rams have been doing. And I think Tomlinson is at the top of that list of you don't have to pick in the top 10 to have a starter in the NFL. It helps. you got a better chance of doing it. But if you can find some guys, I'll use this as an example. You go back a few years ago, John Johnson was a fourth-round pick, somebody that was like, okay, he's a nice player, but we'll see what happens. Fast forward halfway through the season, John Johnson's your starting safety, and you don't even think twice about it. He just immediately made that leap to the NFL. I'm not saying that I expect the same thing out of Tomlinson, but I wouldn't be shocked if he was. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a couple of those guys that were picked further down the draft that all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, we got an NFL player in the fourth round, in the fifth round, in the sixth round. Tomlinson could be one of those guys. Yeah, let's be honest. He would have been a top pick. He would have been one of the first cornerbacks off the board if he was a few inches taller. And I want to see Witherspoon. I want to see Trey on the outside occasionally. I want to see Durant as the star in them. Mix it up occasionally. I think Rochelle at the nickel with his speed, I think kind of looks like a possibility. So I'd rather see him go with this youth movement, especially with the addition of Akella Witherspoon, because you have one veteran. I think that Tomlinson can match up with anyone in this slot. And I think you look at the cornerback room right now. I think you got Kobe Durant, Witherspoon, Kendrick, Rochelle, Tomlinson, and Sean Jolly. Also found it interesting. They cut Richard LeCount, who really yeah. struggled in their first preseason game. And to me, that's saying we want to see some of these other guys get more reps because we got to make some decisions pretty soon. Yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna winnow it down. That you can't have you know ten guys. You can have six. You can have maybe seven, and you start to just kind of pick some guys off that unfortunately maybe didn't have good workouts that maybe didn't play well in that first preseason game. Um, I I'm glad you brought up Rochelle. I, I think he's a really interesting guy at that position too because you go back a couple of years. Again, I I'm gonna say it again. Or every day is probably like yeah, I know I know what you're gonna say before you say it. Throw last year away. Last year was just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't connect to what they've typically done over the season. But what that, what Robert Rochelle was getting really close to being announced a starting player on this team before Darius Williams came back and really kind of took him to another level. I'm excited to see him given ample opportunity. I think he can really play in this league. Yeah, I'm starting to really like this cornerback's room. And Tomlinson is 75.7 PFF grade. So I think he definitely looked apart. I think he checked off the box. It's like they say at LA Fitness when you're at a pickup game, watch out for that guy wearing the black tank top and the black Air Force Ones. He's the guy that slams the ball on the ground and then slaps the court. And you're like, dude, this is just a pickup game, bro. Tomlinson's got that dog. He's one of those guys. And I think he's going to be an impact player this year for the Rams. But coming up in our next segment, wasn't all pretty for the Rams defense. Of course, the edge rusher position really struggled in their preseason opener. We're going to talk Byron Young in the edge rusher spot. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Men think that losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science back hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients, and their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. So Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And 
it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, and enter the promo code locked on. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code locked on NFL. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And you can join the Everyday Listeners Club too. Membership is free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to kind of follow up and circle back to a topic we touched on a little bit earlier in the week. Our everyday listeners will know we have to talk about this edge rusher position because this is the one when I wake up at 3.30 in the morning in a cold sweat, this is one of the positions that I think about because after this first game where the Chargers were gashing this defense, 214 yards rushing, Dotson, 92 yards, broke off those big runs. That, to me, was the concern because you go back and watch those plays, they were not sealing, they weren't setting the edge, and that's really what led to a lot of those big plays. I think, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it. I, I agree with you, D-Mac. I think, I think that what you're saying is, is spot on. But you can also look at it like this is a lot of action for some first-time guys, for some very green guys. And this was the first, uh, you know, uh, exhibition game. And just those rules that you're talking about got violated, right? you got to set the edge. you got to make sure that your fundamentals are strong. you got to make sure that your rules are in place. And they weren't, and they, and they got beat up because of it. And I think of all the things, that's the easiest thing to fix, right? That just being committed to your position, being committed to following your defense's rules, making sure that you're doing your job first and not trying to be a hero first, not trying to make the big play first necessarily. There are some positions where you can try to make the big play. Aaron Donald has earned the right to freelance. Aaron Donald can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and that's fine. Younger guys need to follow the rules first, and I think that that'll get cleaned up. I think that will be better moving forward if I'm being optimistic. The other side of it is they got to get to the quarterback more. They got to put more pressure on the quarterback. They got to find a way to make quarterbacks make quicker decisions. These guys, even the guys in the NFL that aren't great quarterbacks, if you give them time, they're going to beat you up. They're they're, they're too good. So you got to get to them. You got to make them make quicker decisions. And I think that that is something that going into the Raider game on Saturday that I'm excited to see. Yeah, and to your point, AD is like three starters in one, right? Yeah. The young guys on the defensive line, they're going to naturally have more success when they're seeing one-on-ones. And when AD is in there, that's going to be the case. So I think that's something. But I also think, too, that that's going to allow them to grow into their roles while they're able to kind of just tread water when 80s in there. But I also think, too, you got to win some of your matchups. And when you go back and watch the game, you look at not a lot of moves, not a lot of technique. There weren't plugging holes out there. Not very much to get excited about along that defensive line. Kind of have a newfound respect for Gaines and Robinson, what they brought to the table uh -huh. for so many years. But look, the way I look at it is this. This team, this franchise, they've had a lot of success against the run over the years. And I'm hoping that it's a little more of a schematic issue because we know that this team... The way they play the run, they play a gap and a half scheme. With the defenders, they have to account for a gap and a half as opposed to just a gap. So there's more responsibility. And with that, 
you have to you have to get off your blockers, right? You have to shed blocks. You have to be fast. You have to be quick. You have to be good with your hands. And I think, like you said, these are rookies. These are young players that are inexperienced. And with the more reps, with the increased reps playing in this scheme, I think they're going to have a better chance to have success. But I think overall, just talent level-wise, that is kind of my concern. And Byron Young as a whole, he didn't look fantastic. I mean, at a 35.2 PFF grade, did have a 61 grade in the pass rush department, finished with no pressures on nine pass rush opportunities. He had a sack called back because he was called for a face mask. But yep. for me, he didn't pop off the screen. I do think that... He is going to look better the more experience he gets. And I think athletically, he did check off a box for me. Yeah, no, he looks the part. And, and I think that's at least some of it, right? That's something that you're hoping to see. But listening to some of Sean McVay's comments, I, I thought that there was a, a recurring theme that he talked about with the defensive front, with Brian, Byron Young, with some of these other guys. And it was phrases like that you heard over and over again. You know, we got to make sure that guys are in shape to play real tackle football is how he put it. We got to make sure that guys are bringing that NFL level motor. So they're going on every single play. You got to have the intensity on every that very clearly Sean McVay without saying it was saying they didn't go hard enough there. And, and if they did, and that's the best they can do, they're not in good enough shape that we need to get these guys to a higher level, just physically and emotionally and mentally to play NFL intensity football. And look, Aaron Donald's going to help that a lot. And you were, I know we're going to ask a lot in 99 this season because the defense is as inexperienced as it is. But the fact of the matter is when maybe the greatest defensive tackle of all time is going at 100% of his capacity, you better do it too, right? That If Aaron Donald is playing harder than you, we got a problem. And these guys are young guys, and I think being next, uh, being out there next to 99 will help a lot. I think that first taste of NFL action, even if it is just exhibition season action, is, is a really good reminder of this isn't college, this isn't camp, this isn't going up against your own guys. There are other guys out there that are trying to earn jobs and earn money and earn checks too, and you better bring it. And I don't think they did, and I think it'll look better this weekend. Yeah, and I think you brought up a great point in that they're trying to get them into football shape. This is almost yeah. like a boot camp for some of these young players. You're seeing how it's done at the NFL level. And I'm watching that game. And I'm thinking, wow, Byron Young, man, he's in every single snap. But this guy going to get a breather. And then Raheem Morris, he says after the game that they purposely gave him 20 straight snaps on defense, which isn't likely to happen, obviously, in the regular season. And Morris said when he was fresh and healthy and ready to go, he looked awesome. When he was tired, he looked tired. It's one of those things, and it's like, it was also strategically done. So that tells me they're trying to get this guy ready. It's like when you're rushing yeah. a frat and they're making you do all this crazy stuff. You're like, is this normal, man? And he's just yeah. out there probably looking at the side like, I need a breather. So he's in physically perfect shape. If you look at Byron Young, this guy top to bottom, he looks like a physical freak out there. For him to look gassed, I think that tells you a lot. So, yeah, I think they still expect a lot from him. And, look, that's just the reality. Like I said a couple of shows ago, you don't really see rookie edge rushers, especially in the later rounds just hit the ground running and have a lot of success early. It's a very difficult position and they just need to get to the quarterback. That's just the reality there. Kier Thomas, we know he had success. He had a sack and a half in the third quarter. He looked explosive coming off the edge, made some big plays in the backfield, gave up a big run by not setting the edge as did Daniel Hardy. So I do think that there is a world where you possibly go out there and sign a veteran edge rusher, a, a veteran interior line presence, and you allow Byron Young to continue to develop. But I think the question I have is, if you do that, do you stun his development by not giving him the reps? 
WIP, WIP, work in progress. This is going to take some time. This is not a finished product. These are not guys that, you know, you you can reasonably ask to play like guys that have been in the league for three, four, five, eight years. These are guys that are new to the league. They are learning techniques. They are learning the physicality of it. They are learning the speed of it. They are learning the intensity of it. They are learning the schematics of a, of a, a not quite a new sport, but a different sport, right? That college football to the NFL is a huge adjustment for some people. And this is a work in progress. And this is something that you're going to hear me say a lot from not just the preseason, but the regular season, that there are going to be moments where you're like, oh, okay, that looks great. We're ready to go. And the next week's you're like, well, what, what happened to that other guy? Work in progress, and especially at that position, I think you're going to have some really good days. And unfortunately, I think you're going to have some days like we saw on Saturday where it's just not happening at all. Yeah, and it's very interesting too, Travis, to see him rocking the number zero. Yeah. Because we know heading into this year, the NFL, this is new. The guys are wearing zero. I want to point out why Byron Young wears zero. He told the reporters yesterday where I came from and my journey, it was like basically a 0% chance for you to make it to this level. I fought through it and now I'm here. So I don't want to forget that part. By the way, everyone knows he worked at the Dollar Tree, but also he worked at Burger King too. So this guy, what an incredible journey. Would you rock zero? What, what number would you rock on defense, Travis? Uh, well, I, I, I'm an old school guy. I don't like that they've changed the uh, the the numbers where you can kind of wear whatever you want, whenever you want. I, I like knowing that I'm in a lane. So if I were a defensive lineman, I'd want something in the 90s. Um, zero is a choice for sure. I like the message that he's sending, but talking to some of my friends who have played in the NFL, they all their eyebrows all went up like, okay, bro, if you're, you're going to wear zero, you better play like you have a zero because you are drawing some real attention to yourself by putting that number on your back. As long as it's not zero sex, right? I'll be just fine. I think it looks kind of cool, but it's going to take some getting used to. But I think the edge bar right now, you got Young, you got Hoyt, Hanton, and Hardy. To me, those are the guys that make the team. I definitely think that if they can get an edge rusher at a good price, like buying a Christmas tree on December 26th, something like that, very affordable price. I think they'll go out there and do that in the Kella Witherspoon type signing. But it is, like you said, a work in progress. They got to figure out a lot at the edge rusher spot. But also along the offensive line. We're going to talk about a potential stock down in Logan Bruss. Yeah. Have we seen enough from Logan Bruss? Can he turn his career around? Is it too early to make any judgments on him? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. And welcome back to Locked on Rams. Thank you for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked on Rams, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, we're talking Logan Bruss. Now, I saw the internet they were reacting very emotionally, very aggressively towards his performance. He sure. didn't play well. He gave up two sacks, had a false start. He switched back to right tackle full-time in training camp. That's where he played in college. And he did not look great, wasn't moving well. I did see him make some plays where he was moving in the run game, but just overall did not have a good first night back. Okay, so we can do this a couple of different ways. We can talk about potential we can talk about the reasons why it hasn't looked great and we can talk about what it's looked like right because those are depending on your your mindset I, you know me unfortunately it's the way my brain is wired i tend to be a default cynic i tend to be somebody that sees the uh, black cloud and not the silver lining fact of the matter is he doesn't look very good the fact of the matter is they've already changed his position 
the fact of the matter is this was a guy that they were expecting to be a starter in his rookie year who now looks like he is backing up a guy who never comes off the field to begin with and Rob Havenstein. This is a guy that had another very bad night on Saturday night for all the guys, for all the reasons that you mentioned. It does not look good. Um, there's not too much spin to put on that. However, he's coming off of an injury. He's inexperienced in this league. He's learning a position at the NFL level that he did not prepare for last year. They were expecting him to be a guard. Now they're asking him to be a tackle. This Not everybody shows up as a finished product. Very few people do. Some guys get better the longer they're around. They're going to need some offensive line depth, and they have to stick with him. They're going to have to find a way to make him a, a serviceable NFL player. He doesn't have to be the second coming of Andrew Whitworth. He just needs to be a guy that you can put out there and, and survive with uh, for, for periods of time. He doesn't look good. You know, we, we could spin it a hundred different ways. He doesn't look good. He needs to play better and it needs to start on Saturday night. Yeah, he absolutely does. I think you bring up a great point in that. Look, he didn't look great last year in the preseason, but then he hurt his knee. Didn't get that full opportunity. So I still think it is premature. I see people I out there too. labeling him Logan bust and that kind of stuff. And I think that's a little unfair at this stage. I mean, he didn't look good. He wasn't moving great. He looked off balance. I mean, the, Incomplete pass he allowed there on that third down. He just reached out for the pass rusher. So on his film did not look great. I'm sure those no. breakdowns weren't a great experience for him. But I also think that it's a little too early to give up on him. I still think that he'll probably make the roster. And they just realized that you need some depth at that position, especially after what they saw last season. So, yeah, I just don't think they're going to give up on him. I don't, I'm not high on him. I think when you look at the fact that he was their first pick, right? He hasn't worked out. I mean, just being injured, obviously you can't put that on the player. But at the same token, it is kind of about the overall player profile. So he has to turn the corner. The light has to turn on for him. And I think that at the very least, you're hopefully putting him in a spot where He's comfortable. And look, the reality is he hasn't played right tackle in forever, right? Uh So might have been mixed up a little bit with the details. He was moving people a little in the run game, like I said. But overall, wasn't very impressed. But I think it's too early to pull the plug on him. I, I think there's a couple of different ways to look like th- there are some things that you see that you don't like. You say, okay, I can get that fixed. And there's some other things that you see that you don't like. You say that may just be something that we're either going to have to live with or it's just not going to work out. The things that you can fix is there are times where it felt he looked a little lost in what it is that they were doing, that just not quite understanding the schematics. And again, this is the preseason. It's not like there's a ton of stuff going on right there, but there was just a that half a second that maybe you know a veteran player doesn't have to think about what they're doing. They can tell that he's kind of processing it a little bit. That, I think, will come along with time, with, with film study, with coaching, with being in an environment where you're around other good players. I think that can get better. The other part is it looks a little slow. And and I, I don't know what you do with that, right? I, I mean, maybe you can get a little quicker. Maybe you can get a little lighter to try to speed things up a little bit. But, you know, even though this is a big person's sport and a big man's league and certainly in an offensive line, it's a big man's position, you also got to be able to move. Like these guys that are really good at that spot are incredibly light on their feet. They're quick to get out to the, to, to set the the edge for the, the quarterback and to, to find that pocket. And he's just that half a second slow a lot of the time. And that's the part that makes you go, okay, I, I don't know if that's fixable or not, but the the schematics and the understanding, I think, will come along. The physical part of it, time will tell. Yeah, that was my takeaway, too. It's just sometimes 
they say it's damn genetics, right? I mean, it doesn't look like from a talent level that he really has that in his bag. But I will say, too, it's almost like when you're covering baseball and you got pitchers making rehab starts and you talk to them after games and they say, I would just happy to be out there. I would just yeah. happy to be out there and complete a game. I still feel like he's rehabbing and just happy to be back on an NFL football field. And we'll see if he can make some progress. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow Mr. Travis Rogers, the people's champ at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams house?